What's up and welcome into the lead block. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Super Bowl week, Super Bowl 54. Uh, my name is Tyler Walters. I'm here alongside Matthew Anderson as normal. How you doing, Matthew? Doing excellent, man. We're welcoming on a very special guest today, T. Stewart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, How you doing? Sir. I'm doing good, man. Just, you know, getting the, getting in the swing of the semester and everything. About a, about almost a month in now, so starting to get some assignments and stuff rolling in. Getting back, yeah, getting busy. It's that time of year. Yeah. Uh, so, Tease is on today to talk with us about the Super Bowl. So, Tease, you have a YouTube channel. Tell us what... Tell us about that for a second. Okay, so I have a YouTube channel called Jim Dropper Sports. Is where I do just you know sometimes some analytic stuff about post games, or I just talk about any other big stories going on, usually in the football, basketball world for the most part. So that's usually what I do. I just like to give my commentary and my take on things. I feel like I have a unique take on certain things, and I like to give it out to the world. Yeah. Uh, so I watched your last video actually uh, last night or two days ago maybe. Um, the college you, football one. Yeah, the yes. college football championship one. If you watch college football videos on Twitter or or YouTube, excuse me, go watch it. Um, it was really good. Um, but yeah, we're excited to have you on today. So we'll talk. We'll drop right into it. So Super Bowl Fifty Four this week. First of all, I want to start. The logo for this Super Bowl is absolutely awful. So you know, how normally they do like, and I think the last few years they've done this, uh, where they use the letters and whatever the I is. If there's a single I in the Super Bowl logo. They use the Lombardi Trophy. Right. And for this year, they decided not to do that, but also add the Lombardi Trophy in. So it's what, like, uh, L, Lombardi Trophy, I, V. So to me, I, I can't, like, figure out. I have to look at it four times to figure out what Super Bowl it is. But it's 54. They should have just used the Lombardi as the, the one, as the I. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I don't, it looks very Miami-ish. Maybe that's because the colors that are attached to it. But yeah, that could definitely be kind of misleading. Strange. Yeah, it could yeah. be a little bit misleading with how uh, the how things are set up. Yeah, it, it sucks. Um, all right, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> we, I mean, it does. We're gonna start and we're gonna start with San Francisco. So today, for the today's show, obviously we said we talked about this uh, last couple shows. Actually, we'll just we're going straight Super Bowl. Um, so we'll be back in the normal swing of things probably next Tuesday. Um, and, but yeah, we're going to start with the 49ers. 49ers go, what, 13 and 3 yeah. this year? Yeah. 13 and 3. And obviously, when they get the first round by, have to beat, uh, Seattle in the last regular season game of the season. Barely beat them. Yeah. There. To, yeah. to get the one seed, because they would have dropped not only, they would have dropped like the fourth seed, I think. Yeah. They would have been a wild card. It would have yeah, been on seed. the road, some going somewhere. They had no business plan, honestly. Yeah. I mean, when you look back at that game, it, it was, it's really under that's the biggest game of their season to date because the last two they've kind of rolled through. I mean, they had no problems with yeah. the Packers in the you know, championship game either. I mean, in all honesty, I thought that when it came out to the NFC, there were really only two teams that were really vying for the Super Bowl spot in the NFC that would have been New Orleans and that would have been San Francisco. Obviously, if New Orleans could figure out how to you know get out of their own way in the playoffs, they would have played San Francisco, but. It really isn't a team that matches up with San Francisco in the NFC because if you look at Seattle, Seattle was a team that made it by with great coaching, of course, and a great quarterback, but that defense was subpar for the majority of the year. While I like DK Metcalf, he's still a young, growing receiver, so he's nowhere close to where he can be. So for San Francisco, I mean, they were the class of the NFC, like in a class by themselves for the, for the majority of the season. It kind of ended up how it was supposed to, in my opinion. See, I like Seattle. I, I remember we talked about this several times. I like Seattle a lot going yeah. into the playoffs because I thought if they could find a way to beat the Packers, which obviously they didn't do, 
they would they would have beat San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Like I just have no doubt. It would have been a great game if they would have matched up, especially like steamrolling off of the oh, yeah. the last one they had at the end of the regular season. They would have won that game, and we would not be talking about San Francisco. This week. Yeah, I really like Seattle a lot. I think it's, for me, it's kind of because of Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, who do you I mean, think they'll he's, go he's in? Special. Who do you? What do you think they'll attack in the draft or free agency to make themselves a better team? For uh, Seattle. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, it's really. They don't really have a pass rusher. Like, I, even though I like Clowney, they he's still he's still not the pass rusher I like. I mean, I, I don't think they'll go in the draft with it because you just you just traded for him. You just got him, so they'll keep him. They'll keep him around. But honestly, I guess I, I guess it'll be corner for me. Yeah, yes. I, I think like when you look at Seattle, they're gonna need some more defensive. The con the constant what we've seen throughout the season is the one thing that they just like couldn't quite complete game to game to game yeah. was their like the whole of their defense like. You had certain spots play very well week to week, but like as a complete unit, they were never like what they can be. Yeah, that back end worried me a lot. I mean, I'm a Panthers fan, and when they played Carolina in Charlotte, I was just, I was really just surprised about how easy. Like, I mean, and God, think Kyle Allen, you know, subpar to mediocre, you know. So I mean, I was surprised like like how easy it was for him to get hit plays over the top. I mean, that secondary, that's usually not where they're weak at. If they, I mean, if we go yeah. back like five years ago. Exactly. But they've lost. All those guys are gone now. So they still haven't recovered in that back end. That's what's keeping them from making playoff runs. Because, I mean, you look at Dallas when they played Dallas last year and this past season as well. Like, they don't have anybody on the back end that can lock up any any anybody's top receiver one-on-one. And it's crazy to think because Sherman will be playing in the Super Bowl. He will. Bet on himself even after, what, tearing the Achilles? Yeah. And now he'll be playing on the biggest stage of them all, and obviously hoping that 49ers, uh, the defensive backfield being a veteran. Yeah, so. we'll get we're gonna get back to the 49ers right now. So I wrote, I kind of like went through each roster uh, this week and, and today as I'm writing the, the rundown for the show, and the kind of the players I, I picked, you know, two local players who have been big for for both teams at points this year, and then the starting running back for each team and the starting quarterback. So we're gonna look. We're going to start with Debo. So Debo like has had a significant impact, and he had a very significant impact in that Seattle game that we just talked about at the end of the season with San Francisco. I mean, that was his best game all year, or his biggest game. Uh, he had five catches and 102 yards. But he's only he's had 800 yards this season, a pretty good rookie season, 57 receptions, 14.1 per catch, just three TDs. Um, and he said several. He had one last week or two weeks ago against the Packers. Where he could have broke, he kind of tripped up over himself around the forty-five or the fifty, and that should have been an easy touchdown if he doesn't trip up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that play? And then, yeah, Debo's had a significant impact this year in certain spots, of certain games, especially later in the season. Um, and Debo's going to come up again later in the show uh, for me. And, and like just the way he's been able to impact San Francisco immediately this year is not something that I saw. When he got that, what I I would have thought would happen when he got drafted by the 49ers. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be this big of a contributor as early. I think they'll probably get the ball in those jet some jet sweeps. Yeah, or you know those passes where they talk, uh, oh, yeah. they're technically a uh, shovel pass. Yeah, the little yeah, shovel passes. The little shovel pass. Yeah. They'll get them involved early and often with that just to spread out that defense for uh, the the Chiefs. Oh yeah, but with Debo, I thought the biggest thing that helped him was the trade for Emmanuel Sanders. Opened up a lot of that offense for him, and I think it brought in a veteran guy that could help help him grow as a receiver. Which a lot of these a lot of people don't take into account how big it is to have a veteran presence in like in, in position rooms. 
Emmanuel Sanders is a he's a pro. He's a legit pro. He's been a, he's been a consistent thousand yard receiver during throughout the duration of his career. So I think bringing that in, helping him grow as a receiver, because I thought. Debo was going to be great at the the gadget plays, the jet sweeps, those types of things. He was great at that here in Carolina. So I thought for him, it was going to be the next step was going to be becoming a true receiver, being able to run nice routes, crisp routes, and and all of that. I think he learned a lot of that. I think a lot of that helped him when Emmanuel Sanders came. Opened it just opened up a lot for him as far as like him not having to be the guy. And with Emmanuel Sanders coming in, he got out of Denver right in time because he yeah. leaves Denver during the year, but mid season, I guess almost. Yeah, I think yeah. like a lot right before the trade deadline. Yeah. And, and ends up on a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I mean, kind of worked out better for him. We're gonna move to Jimmy G, Stephen A's guy, porn star Jimmy. <laughs> That's one of my favorite nicknames he's got. He said he's stopped calling him porn star Jimmy now, which. I hope is not true. It'll be true maybe for this week, but I can guarantee you preseason week one next year in August, he will be porn star Jimmy again, especially if they lose. Uh, but porn star Jimmy, he's got, oh, he's closing to 4,000 yards. Which is, it, it, looking back at his stats this year, like it didn't surprise me, but it, it's like it just emphasized how, I guess, kind of in the middle Jimmy G's been this year. Yeah. He's at 4,000 yards or right at 3,978. He's 12th in the league, 27 touchdown. That's tied fifth. 13 picks, not great. Tied 23rd, uh, and his QBR, 58.8, which we've talked about how much we just, I mean, QBR is just numbers to me. Yeah, like it's, it's just a numbers a, game. Yeah. All the analytics. Yeah, yeah. It, so he's 12th in the league in QBR. I mean, you can, I kind of I kind of like the QBR for, like, rankings of the quarterback to see, like, it, it does help me with that to, like, think about, like, okay, when you look back on the season, like, yeah, Jimmy G's probably been about the 12th best quarterback in the yeah. league, but he's been, like, we talk about Jimmy G, a lot of times, and especially going into the season, like he was, like he is the next Brady because he came from under Tom Brady's wing, and that's just he's not that yet. I thought people made the mistake of confusing what a system can do for a quarterback, and Jimmy G's uh, he's he's a talented guy. I think he can come into his own. I think we may have people may have put him on a pedestal too quickly, I'm with and, you. and obviously yeah. the contract did that. Too, when you go sign, and he hadn't even played a full he, a full season. Yeah, because he like, was injured, right? Yeah, so I mean, he had just it was some untimely things. Like he had been injured. We seen him play under Brady. We see he was under Brady, so we just assumed that he was gonna be the next guy because you know New England. At least uh, Bill Belichick was clamoring for him to be the next guy. So I think he he had, he had key cosigns that made everybody believe he may have been a little bit better than what he was. And not that he can't be that. I just think we just gotta give him time. You yeah, know? I think that's time, true. Yeah, luckily he has that great run game to come behind him too. So even Absolutely. Shannon made a very good point on um, Undisputed earlier today. He said, so if Patrick Mahomes has a bad day, that's it. That's yeah. absolutely it. But if Jimmy G has a bad day, well, he can still lean on the running back. Running back Coleman said that he's doing everything that he can for his shoulder to be back right for the game, and he's been practicing, so he might be ready to go. But uh, I did see – I saw today Raheem Mostert is going to start. So okay. he had – I mean, that incredible game against Green Bay. He had four touchdowns and 200 yards. So um, – just a great game. We talked about him when that happened. But, yeah, it's that Jimmy G dynamic of, like, how good he's going to be. We just don't – like, I agree with you. We, we Like, he's been anointed kind of early. But I think he is about what he should be at this point in his oh, career. Yeah, when you so look too. back at Brady, if you're fr- going to compare him to Brady, it's very similar. Well, he, this- Brady lived off of defense the first part of his career. Oh, yeah, this is his first full season. Yeah. I, I think people have to, like, like, you really can't be great if you don't play. Like, it's really hard to get better when you don't play. Yeah, and, developmental sport. Yeah, and, and there's certain things you can't learn until you play a full season. I think he's gotten a chance to learn that now. I think he'll take a – I think next year, I think – I expect, like, probably, like, 4,500 yards from him next year. What do he, he throw for? 27 touchdowns this year. 
put that like around 30 to 33. I think his numbers are jump. He'll just he'll get better with time. You yeah, know? absolutely. And Shanahan's offense is constantly developing. So that's yeah. that. I mean, he's in one of the best situations you can be with Kyle. Shanahan. Oh, he most definitely. We're gonna move on to the Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City, twelve and four regular season, two and zero in the playoffs, and we will start with their quarterback, uh, the reigning MVP for about another. Well, as you're listening to this, uh, maybe another twenty four hours. Um, so they announced the MVP Saturday night, which will most likely be Lamar. I can't imagine it would be anyone except Lamar Jackson, yeah. um, and deservingly so. Four thousand yards for Pat Mahomes, tenth this year in the NFL. Twenty six touchdown. That's tied eighth. Five picks. Five picks. Tied third. That's crazy. Yeah. When you look at the volume of the amount of time he's throwing the ball, only throw five picks. And the throws he's ma- he's not making like dink and dunk passes. Oh, and no, they're not trying to protect him. Like he's got a <laughs> wide open playbook and be. only throw five picks all year. How many games did he miss this year? He missed two games. He missed two. two. He missed the Packers game and the Vikings game, and the Chiefs won- Chiefs went one one without him. So they they lost the Packers game and won. Yeah, they beat the Vikings missed. by like three points, I think. So to only throw five picks. Like we talked about when we talked about the Heisman, and I talked about Justin Fields, like that forty to one ratio, like those things are incredible to me when you have a guy who just doesn't throw the ball to the wrong team. Yeah. Oh yeah, I Mahomes. I mean, yeah, it's probably the most talented throw of the football I've I've watched since Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, you know, I think as far like just pure arm talent, I haven't seen a guy be able to do the things he's able to do, especially on the move, like he's able to do. It's just I don't know. I, I don't think we're we're looking at a unicorn as far as like quarterbacks. I don't think. Oh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely looking at a unicorn right here. I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't try to put anybody in comparison with him as far as like playing the quarterback position, how he does. Yeah, I would I was, agree. I would agree with that one hundred percent. I would right now. Well. Anyway. And also in the four playoff games he's played, and they never scored less than thirty-one points. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. I know. Right? Second QBR this this year, by the way, he was a seventy-six point three, so nearly what, fifteen points higher than Jimmy G. Yeah, and then um, imagine that with all the weapons he has. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're about to talk about. So, I mean, we said, so Damian Williams is starting at running back for the Chiefs uh, Sunday. Um, so you've got two running backs who had, this is a really good story, you've got two running backs who weren't supposed to be starting in Super Bowls and weren't supposed to be on teams that they are now and especially not making the kind of impact that they have on their teams. Um, so there's some really good stories out right now, articles I was reading today. Uh, God, who I think Pro Football Focus wrote one. Um, like or the NFL.com wrote one as well. Like just comparing and talking about the two running back stories, those are very interesting stories. So those, these guys aren't supposed to be here, and here they are. Uh, but Damian Williams has been very effective when he's played for the Chiefs, not just this year, like last year too. So yeah. I mean, he had what 100 attempts this year, 111, 500 yards, five TDs, four and a half yards of carry. Uh, so like a pretty good running back, yeah, like a consistent running back, very consistent. I think it's just. You know, that offense just doesn't require them to have much of a running game just because of all the weapons they have everywhere else. Like you, when you have Miko Hardman, Tariq Hill, Sammy Watkins, it's hard for me to really say, you know what, we should run the ball 20 times. You know, <laughs> I, you know I, I, I have a hard time trying to, you know, really come to terms with, you know what, I'm not going to use the best quarterback in football <laughs> and throw the ball for 40 times. You know, so I, I, think, I think he's – Definitely good in spots. I, I think they still he they still use a little bit more in that running game. I think if they want to be consistent as far as like when, because obviously you playing games in NFL sixteen game season. There's gonna there are gonna be games where a defense has a beat on you. Like they Mahomes not gonna be on every day. And like I think I can't remember which one of you guys said it earlier, but like when it's when it's not Mahomes, it's who else? 
Yeah. Right? Like, like, you know, so I think that's the only issue. I mean, can he 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 could possibly have a big game in the Super Bowl. I think he'll be a surprising guy if he were if he were to break out in in the in that game Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mahomes is just that's what makes the Kansas City. As I'm listening to you talk about, like how little they or like how little they necessarily have. Like you have to run the football uh, at certain points, but like how just quarterback centric their offense is. That to me is the most fun brand of football. Oh. And, like, when we, every time we talked about, like, any other, like, contrast the Ravens who run the ball 85 times a game. Yeah. Lamar is fun in a different way because when he does throw, it's just a ball. So, like, that to me is, like, the fun brand of football. Like, guys throwing the ball deep and, like, making splashes. That's why I like watching the Chiefs first. I would say the Chiefs are probably the most fun team to watch in the yeah. NFL, like, and just point blank right now. I'd probably say Chiefs and Ravens just because, like, the two contrasting styles. Very different. Like, very different. You know, one's going to run the ball 30, 40 times a game, but all, like you said, all their passes are going to be deep balls. One's going to just pass the ball every every, every play. We're going to be sprinkling a run here and there, but for the most part, and we're still taking shots down the field, you know, so. Yeah. I was speaking of throwing with the Chiefs. We got a, we got a Carolina guy for San, uh, for San Francisco and Debo Samuel. We got a Clemson guy right here, Sammy Watkins. 52 catches this year, 673 yards, three TDs, 12.9 yards to catch. I, if you would have asked me how many touchdowns Sammy Watkins had, I would I would have said at least no less than like eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. How many is that? He's just three. Just those three. That's it? Yeah, just three. Because see, Sammy is such an interesting case. I remember when he jumped on the scene as a freshman at Clemson. He's like one of the best guys that's snagging the ball out the air. Like he just kind of like sticks to his hands. And obviously he's a really fast guy. I think a lot of the time some guys, some people forget that. And maybe because so, there's so much speed on that team, he's probably one of the fastest guys on the field as well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But he, he also sets up in the same way that you said Emmanuel Sanders sets up, you know, San Francisco's offense. For, for Debo, Sammy Watkins has taken most of the pressures and, and your best corners most games. It's so much heat on the Kansas City offense. Like, it really is. You can't run with this team. I mean, I, I don't know if we're getting down to a breakdown between the 49ers and Chiefs like coming up next, but like there really isn't a way you can cover those guys. You, yeah, it's different it's ways incredible. to go about stopping that offense, but just trying to man up with them is not going to work at all yeah you're you're right you're absolutely right speaking of which i've seen tyreek hill is thinking about uh joining the u.s track team this offseason he's already said that would, uh, that would be interesting he's already said he knows he's had to cut some weight because obviously he is yeah, oh, yeah, he's definitely way too big but hey I, I think he can make it happen imagine him losing weight and getting i like faster. to see more things like that in sports where as in 25 30 years ago you had guys try trying different sports yes yeah. like and we don't we just don't see that like now as sports have kind of evolved and you get, like, at least by the time you get after high school, you're kind of one sport and go. Yeah, pretty um, much. And this is similar to what we talked about with Shallow last week. Uh, yeah, it's still interesting to see, like, supreme athletes be supreme athletes in, like, all sense of the word. I would love to see how he how he fares against, like, the like the world's best sprinters. That, yeah, that, that would, would be pretty cool. I mean, what if he goes out and he's, like, my, my guess, if I had to guess, an NFL wide receiver, like, with Tyreek Hill speed, which isn't, there's no one else that has quite at the same speed as him. Is that he would be average as far as like track speed, like yeah. competing against those guys who that's all they do. But maybe he's the best, or maybe he's just not as good as any of the rest of them. But he, either way, I'm like, I even would if he's that. average, I mean, be, yeah. imagine being the average amongst world class sprinters. It's like, yeah. that's all it <laughs> I think he'd either run, hopefully, the, either the 100 meter or the 4x100. I'd love like to see him on a 4x100. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk quickly about the two tight ends. That's probably the biggest storyline I think of the week. Uh, oh, yeah. As far as on-field matchups, Travis Kelsey, 97 receptions this year, 
1,229 yards, fourth in the NFL there. Five touchdowns, 12.7 yards of catch. George Kittle on the other side, 85 receptions, 1,000 yards, 1,053. Same amount of touchdowns with five, 12.4 yards of catch, so uh, three-tenths of a yard shorter. Um, Who would you guys prefer? That's exactly what I wrote down. I, yeah. I want to hear the two of your answers before I talk about it. I like it. Travis. I really do. Uh, all those, I think the last game or the game before that, he's had some trouble with some, uh, usually he's a sure-handed guy. He has some trouble catching the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not much of a blocker myself, so therefore I always uh, go towards <laughs> the guy who likes to catch passes. That's just me. If I'm taking personal preference, then I'm taking Travis. If I'm thinking like in a coach's mindset as far as like what I need, like yeah. every down, I gotta take Kittle. That, it's because like you gotta if you if you if you're my tight if you can block and you can do the dirty work for me at tight at tight end, give giving me those those chip blocks or helping me out in the run game, like it sets up so much for my offense. If you if if my tight end is willing to do that, I that tra- I that Travis can't. Yeah, I was it's gonna just, say, make no mistake. That's not his Kelsey, strength. He, he he can do that. He can do but it. He just doesn't do it as often as Kelsey. And, and I wouldn't ask him to because yeah. like, he's he's better than like most receivers. So I yeah. mean, I wouldn't ask him to do that either. So I mean, I mean, he's a thousand yard receiver. Well, both of their thousand yard receivers. Travis Kelsey's got over twelve hundred yards this year, um, and nearly a hundred catches. I would imagine he'll get to a hundred Sunday if he gets three catches. Uh, but yeah, I I, I would take Kittle. Yeah. So I I like in. I think it's more – you can't go wrong either way, and they're very, very, very similar. Kittle blocks a little more, but I think that's more if Kittle was on the Chiefs and Kelsey was on the Niners. Exactly. You would see Kelsey blocking more often than he does now. But I like Kittle's like, just ridiculous personality and him tweeting at the Rock all the time. Like that, <laughs> that kind of tied in. Like I, I would take Kittle for that. Kittle reminds me. He went to Iowa, right? Yeah, He reminds me of Iowa, Iowa tight end. Yeah, he, yeah, that's exactly who he is. He, he's an Iowa guy through and through. Um, all right, and the last thing we'll talk about for the Super Bowl, uh, as, as far as breaking down the game here, are your two coaches. You got Andy Reid. We talked a little bit about Andy Reid the other day, and you got Kyle Shanahan in his red hat with his little black logo that I love so much. Um, if you, I'm sitting here thinking about this today. If you had to take one of these coaches right now to win for the next, let's say, five years, knowing what you know about them, who do you take? Do you take the little bit of the risk with Shanahan, or you because he's only been a coach for a short amount of time, or do you take Andy Reid? I'm going to take Shanahan. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Shanahan too. I, I think I'm with you just because I want to see what else is out there and what's what the unknown is. But I know with Andy Reid, I'm going to have a playoff team, and it's oh, yeah. offense is going to be incredible. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. He's like, you take Andy, you know you're going to get there every year. Now you might have some clock management issues or things of that nature. Yeah, yeah you were going. Oh to yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's. But yeah, I like uh, Shanahan. Also, you get the package deal because you know his dad helps him out a lot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's like a mentor. Yeah, like, so as you get all that yeah. experience with passing bros. Like I just I like. I've liked Kyle for for a minute just because he, you know, when he was in Atlanta, I'm an NFC South guy, I'm a Panthers fan, so obviously I know a lot about what he can do offensively, and he runs a well or machine on he the does. offense side of the football. I like, guess efficient, and I love what Andy Reid does, but and what Andy Reid does really reminds me of like what like like Lincoln Riley does in, in the big twelve. Like it's like a lot of That's you know, very similar. Like, yeah. checking out the field deep, which is great to look at, but I think about when weather starts getting bad. Games got to be won in between in, in the trenches. Red nose. I like what Shanahan can do with using three different running backs, crazy blocking schemes, and having just efficient passing games. Like no, nothing. Like obviously he doesn't have Julio Jones on this on this San Francisco team. He obviously doesn't. I think he probably would be going over the top more. But with what he has, he's worked with it perfectly, especially with a group of guys that I thought that as far aside from Debo 
and Emmanuel Sanders, at least coming into the year, if, it was, if that receiving core was just led by Debo, that's a pretty subpar receiving core if it's Absolutely. just Debo alone at, in his rookie year. Yeah. But getting Emmanuel Sanders and working with what they work with, they he's done a terrific job. And I just like him as an offensive mind too. All right. That's gonna be that's gonna be it for us with Tease. Tease, thank you so much. Oh, no so, problem, man. Know, check out uh Jim Dropper Sports on YouTube for sure. Uh we appreciate you coming on with us and hopefully we'll see you soon. We'll have you back on soon. All right, man. It was nice to be here nice with y'all guys, you. man. It was definitely, bro. It was definitely. All right, so we thank T. Stewart very much for coming on with us. Make sure you go check out his YouTube channel, watch his last video. Like I said, I watched it. Uh, like we said when, we were, when he was in, I watched it before uh, we had him on his last episode. Very good. Um, so we thank him for coming on. And we were like, I know we said we were supposed to have Ian on today again, our Ravens guru. Uh, so, but Ian had to back out. But I think we're going to have him back on next week for a recap, hopefully. Um, and we got Tisa step in and he did a wonderful job. So thank you to him. But now Matthew and I are going to finish up the Super Bowl little preview extravaganza, uh, with some prop bets. So prop bets are the most fun. Do you, I guess I, I never really think about this until like kind of after we are done or like a random times. Do you know what a prop bet is? I have absolutely no okay. idea. All right. So you, I, I understand sports gambling too. And ex- to a basic extent, to I would say the, the the extent that most people who gamble casually do. Um, but a prop bet is basically just like, and, and the Super Bowl is the, the biggest game of the year to do it. Like a prop bet are like bets that don't necessarily involve the game or like how the game's going to go. Like what, you know, is it heads or tails or what color is the Gatorade or like things like that? Um, or gotcha. Is this guy going to have 400 yards or is he going to have 399 yards? Speaking of like these, that kind of speaking of Ian, he's been trying to get me to do these. He does it on a website with like a bookie or something like that. Yeah. And so he's been doing them all week and he's like, you should try this. But yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, Matthew. We're going to keep record of these and uh, on Tuesday's show, we'll let you know if you should have stayed away from it or not. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we got so. There's there's a good bit of prop bets this week. So Matthew and I, we, we've put our picks out on a few. Um, and I'm looking, I'm kind of cheating on your sheet right now, just kind of seeing what you what you got. And, and uh, we're going to start with what will be the result of the coin toss. What's hey, heads. Hey, I'm a big heads guy. Are you a heads guy? Oh, I, I always. love, I've always loved tails and I'm always loose. So now I've started doing heads. I see. I was, I was a tails, or, tails never fails guys until I was like nine and then everyone was doing it. So I guess just to be a contrarian, I just you know what, like I'm just gonna stick with heads, and I call heads like every time I ever take a coin, like I, you know what, I'm just fine with taking heads. I'm a heads guy. <laughs> the rebel. So we got we got heads. Uh, national anthem uh, over under. What is this? A minute and twenty or a minute and three and a half seconds is the over under. Would well, that be two minutes sixty seconds? Sixty. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Three seconds. Demi Lovato. On her last, she sang National Anthems like four or five different times. She's at like a minute 53 on one of them, like a minute 59 on one of them, and like 207 and 209. 209. So two minutes, three seconds is like right in the middle, but I'm going with the under. I'm going with the over. So you got over two two minutes, three and a half seconds. People love to get on the big stage and sing that thing out, so I'm just betting on that one. All right, so we'll keep track of that one too. Uh who will score the first touchdown of the game? Who you got? 49ers. I think everybody's no, expecting the we'll Chiefs. Uh, who will? Uh, 
I do, we'll go with what's both. 84? We'll, what's we'll 84? Go with, we'll go with both. So what you got? You got 49ers? Uh, the for 49ers. What's number? Do you number 84 for the San Francisco? He's the one that's always doing all the dances. I know who you're talking about, but I, I can't give you his name. His name is – I'll keep looking for it. What do you got? You keep looking. All right, so I'm with you, <laughs> I'm with you on first to touchdown. Uh, team. Yeah. Because uh, – and I should have specified when I sent this to you, but whatever. Because the Chiefs have done this, like, the last two games, and the 49ers have scored – uh, like early in their in their two playoff games, so there's no reason to not believe that that trend will continue. Uh, maybe it won't because the Super Bowl is always weird and different things happen. But I'm with you, 49ers for first team touchdown. Who do you got on first player touchdown? Uh, Kendrick Bourne. He is a six foot uh, one wide receiver, obviously number 84. Went to Eastern Washington and Redfield, Redfield yeah. of Eastern Washington. Love watching uh, watching Eastern Washington football. They're usually in the FCS playoffs. And they usually go a decent ways. I don't know how they've done the last year or two. I got Debo Samuel. Okay. Uh, Debo Samuel has great odds. He's plus 1,200. Uh, so if you're making prop bets this week, take sprinkle a little on Debo. Debo doesn't have a lot of touchdowns this season, like we've, like we've said. But he's been on the verge of like a big play, and he just keeps tripping up. I think this is – Debo's going to make some kind of splash in this game, and I think they'll look to use him early. So I'm with Debo. And bet on it. If he does, they're going to – Gamecock football will post that all over the social media and things Absolutely. of that nature. You think we'll get a, a Fenton-Debo matchup? I, at some point, there will be a Fenton, Rashad Fenton on Debo Samuel tackle, I think. Yeah. And, and I don't – It made me think about it because do you guys uh, – I'd follow, love to see Fenton um, like just pop up. No offense to Debo, but <laughs> I, I like big hits. Yeah, did you guys see uh, J.C. Horn's Instagram story today? Yeah, I, I, I did see that. That was pretty pretty cool. Crazy thing, guys. They've probably matched hundreds to thousands of this times. Is, hold on. Yeah. This is before. You, this is Fenton and Debo going up against each other in practice on J.C. Horn's Instagram story from probably two, three years ago, yeah. I would say. Yeah, the guys, those guys probably gone against each other all throughout the summers, you know, one-on-ones. They're obviously in practice, and now whenever they match, it'll be a little bit different. The bright lights will be on. I'm sure that was, as you think about this, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm sure – that was one of the first things pulled up on the board this week in team meetings or whatever that South Carolina had was, hey, you want to see what you can do when you come here and you listen to us and you go through our program? Here's Debo Samuel being covered by Rashad Fenton. Uh, Debo Samuel probably could have went to the NFL no matter where he played. Rashad Fenton, probably not. Yeah. And here he, he they are covering each other, and they're going to be doing the same thing this week in Miami, playing yeah. for a ring. And then also uh, a lot of recruits have been here over the weekend because I, I don't know if they're junior days. They're just I'm pretty sure they're just unofficial visits. Yeah. But they've been here and they probably had them on the screen. Like look at what our guys are doing right now in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, before we get back to the Super Bowl, Jordan Birch took a little visit down to Baton Rouge this week. How do you like it? Uh if you're a Gamecock fan, you sh- you should be worried. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. Like here, he's the number one recruit in the state. Like you, and he just took a visit to the school who just won a national championship, who was close, who was in his top three at the time he verbally committed to South Carolina in December. We'll find out next Wednesday, and we'll talk about that on next week's show. Yeah. Um, but I would say 51% chance he comes to South Carolina right now. I have a good source that told me that uh, he really wants to stay at home, stay near home so his mother can come to the games and stuff. Yes, now I have a source who had a source who told him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what ends up happening. See if the Coach O can convince him to come on up to Louisiana and eat some gumbo. All right, back to back to <laughs> some prop bets here. Uh, so yeah, who'd you? I had all right. I got Debo. Like I said, plus plus twelve hundred for who's going to score the first touchdown of the game. Uh, 
how many total yards will Raheem Mozart's uh, Mostert's first touchdown? He is not uh, Mozart. First rush go for. I say two yards, maybe three. Cause you I know, got four. Usually what happens is that first play, like y'all been game planning, come so they do like a little run up the middle and they tackle him. Then Kansas City is so excited because, oh, we're ready for this. See, I'm thinking they're going to run him on their th- in, on their third play of their drive. Yeah. They'll probably make a touchdown on the second and whatever. Or not a touchdown, a first down on the second and whatever because those plays are scripted. Uh, I wrote down four before I looked up his average, and his average is four and a half. So after I looked at it, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel – or his average is – is I got it somewhere. Um, here we go, 5.6. So I was like, oh yeah, four. Yeah, I could see the Super Bowl big time. Like, you're gonna get a few yards. So I mean, there's not a lot of thought in that. It's just kind of you're getting lucky. <laughs> I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's four. Um, how many individual players will have a reception for the Chiefs? I got seven. I have seven. Also, I look back at. Uh, by the way, we did not. We didn't. We did not do these in the same room. I yeah. sent it to Matthew and was like, "You do them, and I'll do them." I just want to see how close our answers were. Uh, I looked up at their last like four, five, six games, and they're all somewhere between five and nine. So I'm like, all right, seven's in the middle of that. We'll go with seven. Um, Jim, will Jimmy G complete his first pass attempt? I say, yeah. I expect it to be an easy completion to just kind of get him exactly in the swing of things. Like I'm thinking they're gonna go bubble screen. Uh, underneath route, something. Jimmy G's not throwing the ball more than seven yards on his first attempt, and he should complete that pass. Yeah, I think that, drops I think I saw some sort of like description or a picture of it saying how many passes he's throwing the ball. I think under like 10 or 15 yards. It's just that his receiver's been able to make uh, moves after, after the catch. There you go. Boom. Um, how many total touchdowns will Pat Mahomes have? That's passing, receptions, uh, rushing special teams, if he's the punter and fake punts it and goes in, anything, total touchdowns for Pat Mahomes. Over and under, is it two and a half, which I thought was very low. I'm smashing over on that. I think in big games, the ball goes to your quarterback. Definitely. The Chiefs, their ball goes to their quarterback a lot. He doesn't sometimes, a lot of times they get down to the one, they just run it in with a running back. Uh, I think in big games, you trust your quarterback more. Pat Mahomes have at least three touchdowns. I would say, if I had to guess spot on, I would say four four touchdowns for Pat Mahomes. This game. Yeah, if he has uh, under two, they're definitely losing that game. I definitely don't expect him to have. I definitely expect him to definitely exceed at least two and a half. Um, all right, how many combined receiving yards will Kelsey and Kittle have over under at 149 and a half? I got under or very close to. I got under and not even close to. How would you think? I would say they would maybe combine for 120. Yeah. Like, I just don't see either one. Like, Kelsey's going to have to carry that. I, like we talked about with Tease, like Kittle is going to be blocking a lot. Like he hasn't been catching the ball as much. Like he did have one big play in, in the championship game, maybe the game for division round. Um, but yeah, I like that's the way in the last weeks of the season that the Niners have kind of gone. So I think Kittle's blocking more. Don't think he's catching the ball as much. I think he's going to end up with 30 yards. Kelsey maybe end up with 70. That's what I was like thinking. Like a, maybe like a, at least I'd say between 60 and 80 for Travis and then Kittle, so to 50, maybe 60. Okay. All right. So, which team will have the longest touchdown scored in the game by yards? I got Chiefs, so you got Yeah, that's what I got, too. Chiefs. Uh, will either team be trailing by 10 points or more in the fourth quarter? I do not think so. I think they'll I don't keep think it so close. I think, this is gonna, I think this is one of the best matchups we've seen in a while. Um, I thought the Pats would destroy the Rams last year, and they did defensively, um, but I didn't even think it would be as close as it is. I thought their offense was going to do way better. Uh, by the way, I love that game because it was so bad. Um, <laughs> it, it really tells you who the people who like football are. And on the last one on that one, 
how many combined total yards will the Chiefs and 49ers have in Super Bowl 54? Which we'll is somewhere around 650. Okay, that's pretty low. I wrote 767 before I looked at the over-under. The over-under is at 781 and a half. They can get there for sure. They both have the offensive firepower to do it. I just think in big games, like people forget defense wins championships and defense steps up. Like there's two things that matter in big games like this, your quarterback and your defense. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, I think that's what it comes down to. That's ultimately why I think the Chiefs win. Give your pick right now. Oh, definitely, Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. So uh, the Chiefs are minus one right now, so it's it's a pick em. Um But, yeah, go go with the Chiefs. Or, I, I think the Chiefs will win. Um, I'm not really – I kind of want – like I said, the Chiefs are the most fun team in football to me, so I'll kind of be rooting for them. But I'm not going to be upset at all if the Niners have because they've been a really good team this year, and they've been just as – not quite as fun to watch because the Chiefs are just that tick above everyone else for me. But, uh, yeah, the Niners have been incredibly fun to watch, too. Yeah, I would definitely want to see. Yeah, like you said, I don't, what did they say? The expression, I'd have a dog in the fight, a horse yeah. in the fight, something like that. So I have one of those. So either way, I'd be fine with it. But I want them to keep it kind of a close game. Uh, maybe, as a matter of fact, maybe the Chiefs go down a little bit at first. Maybe at 14 3 and them having to pull themselves out of it. I'd like to see that because Patrick McCombs gets very, like, whenever he gets his confidence going, he gets really excited. It's always nice to see an athlete, great athlete, uh, passionate in the big-time games. For sure. Um, I cannot I, – I'm hoping that because it's the Super Bowl, State Farm hasn't bought 55,000 ads, so we don't have to see Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes 80,000 times in the Super Bowl. Um, Might see a Baker Mayfield in there. Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably the only time anytime soon we're going to see him in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, no offense to Baker. Opening touchdown – all right, so opening – well, the opening – Opening kickoff be a touchback. I got yes. Who? What you got? Yeah, I'm going to say yeah, definitely. Right, you got yeah too. I, I didn't. I got to write these down so I can keep track of them. Who scores first? Uh, I think we both said Niners on that one. Uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Pat. My guy. Pat McCombo. I got Pat as well. Uh, Gatorade color. So winning team splashing Gatorade on the coach. What color is that Gatorade? Orange or red. Orange. orange. All right, orange. I got purple, um, and I solely have purple because I saw some Twitter account tweet out "scoop" in all caps with the with the uh, eyeball emojis, and it was just purple, like a picture of a purple Gatorade. That's the only reason I'm going with purple. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I got purple too. That'd be different. I haven't seen a purple in a minute, so yeah, that'd be nice. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised they did red, you know, for those Super Bowl the Chiefs win, but we'll see what happens. I think that. See, I think that's. I think that's too much. I think red is probably the favorite in the colors. Yeah, I haven't yeah. looked at the odds. I don't think they're going red. Also, do, do people still like like red Gatorade? What's your favorite? What's your favorite Gatorade? Uh, I like light blue. Okay, I like Glacier Freeze. Can deal with the blues. I like the orange is actually my favorite, which is you crazy. Like I used to hate orange. Yeah, I hate it. It's I think most people do juice. hate orange. I used to hate it. I love it now. I like the white ones pretty good too. I used to love cool blue, which is a darker blue. It's like a medium blue. That's my I got out of favorite. That one. But the all-time best one, Riptide Rush, it's not even close. And that one's purple. So yeah, it's not grape. I don't like grape, but Riptide Rush is, is money. If I can't get uh, Glacier Freeze, I go for cool blue. If I can't get cold blue, I'd go for whatever the white one is. Cherry? Yeah. I think yeah. Wild Cherry, something like that. Really odd, but yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. All right. That's going to be it from the lead block, from the lead block crew before the Super Bowl. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the lead underscore block. Um, reach out, say thank you to Tease on Twitter. It's Give him at, a follow. Yeah, it's at Tease underscore 30. Um, watch his videos on YouTube. Like we said, they're really good. Uh, and hopefully we'll have him on again soon. Yeah. He was a really good guest, and we appreciated having him very much. So, again, thank you to him. Um, 
like I said, follow the show, Twitter, Instagram, at the lead underscore block. Follow Matthew at MathChosen1 with the number one and myself, Tyler Walter CNR on Twitter. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to the show. Rate five stars. Leave us a review. Uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, anything about the game that you want to talk about, we'll probably do mostly Super Bowl on Tuesday again. Um, I would imagine that's 80, 80% of the show, if not 100%. Um, like so, last week, we'll be back on, we'll do another Tuesday, and then, then we should be back on Mondays on our normal schedule after that. And I think that's all I had to say. Oh, a special thank you to Ben Sound for the show's music. And that should be about it. Anything else from you, Matt? That is all we got. So we both got the Chiefs. It's going to be a great, great, great weekend. Hopefully one of the better Super Bowls we've seen in a while. That's it. Peace. This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.